welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilstow, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Holistic Author Podcast. This week, I want to kind of put a disclaimer on the front end of this show. I'm going to be talking about a subject that you might feel is a bit esoteric. You might feel it is in the weeds. You might feel that it doesn't apply to your writing. And I just want to say that if you feel that way, I understand and I encourage you to listen anyway because I feel like too often as a culture in general, and I'm referring to Western culture here, we really kind of get mixed up in with the topic that I'm talking about and that is spirituality as an author. Now, when I say spirituality, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about any belief you may or may not have in a higher power. I am talking about that which connects us to something outside of ourselves. Because if I go to Merriam-Webster Dictionary and I look up spirituality, it does talk about um, attachment to religious values or ecclesiastical law. But there also is the definition of the quality or state of being spiritual. Now, I was taught you don't define a word by using a form of that word. So, you know, let's go dive into spiritual. Well, if we look at of or relating to consisting of or affecting the spirit, spirit incorporeal spiritual needs, um, related or joined in spirit. So talking about, you know, the spiritual home or relating to supernatural beings or phenomena, which... Of course, a lot of us write fantasy, a lot of us write paranormal, and so that would fall into that. But what I'm talking about is relating to the spirit, what feeds our soul, what feeds our self. And again, you don't have to believe in soul as a separate entity. You can substitute the word heart. You can substitute your the word self. You could even look at it through the lens of like an internet mem about filling your own cup before you fill somebody else's or fill your own cup and give from the overflow on the saucer. Um, So when I talk about spiritual, I'm talking about that which connects us to a shared sense of humanity and something larger than ourselves. And I think there are many times completely outside of the realm of religion and religious beliefs that we have that moment. For example, there was an eclipse last week. I'm recording this in October of 2023. There was an eclipse. Um, next year will be the big, another big eclipse that actually I'll get a good view here. It was cloudy last week, unfortunately. But going outside, looking at the eclipse with other people, sharing those pictures on social media, that connects you to a sense of community. You're not alone. You feel like, hey, I did this and all of us were looking at the eclipse, hopefully safely. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we were all following this phenomena and doing so 
partly because it deals with astronomy, which has always given me a sense of being connected to something larger. I can't imagine how you could look up at the sky, um, even without using a telescope, but look up at the sky and see the stars. You can see Mars and Jupiter with the naked eye. You can see Saturn with the naked eye. Um, not really well, but you can. Venus with the naked eye. When you, you know, look at those, when you look at the constellations, Again, not talking about astrology, not talking about that, but just looking up at the night sky, seeing the Milky Way. There is a sense, for me at least personally, of awe and wonder and connecting me to something bigger than myself. And so I want to kind of bring that down to earth, so to speak. I want to talk a little bit about that in terms of writing and being an author, because I don't know about you, but I feel like it is a very magnificent thing. It's a wondrous thing to be able to reach into whether you call it your mind, your intuition, your creativity, your muse, your heart, reach into a part of yourself and pull forward a story that you can share with others that connects you with others. Think about fandom. You know, the Wheel of Time series, the season two just finished. And so here we were, all of us watching the series. The Rings of Power series connects you with Lord of the Rings and with the Tolkien fans, even Star Trek. And yes, there's divisions within there, but there's divisions within any large group of people. And when you think about that, that connects you to something larger. You're connected to Trek fandom, science fiction fandom. And there's a power and a spiritual um, nature to that. And so I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like if we are aware of it and if we tap into that, that does a lot to counteract kind of the market forces that are really pushing in the world of writing these days. That for many people, they have been writing for a very long time and they aren't, you know, they, they aren't writing full time. They still have to have a day job or they haven't made as many sales as they thought, or they're dealing with the ups and downs of the industry, which happen quite often, or they've bought into some program that says, if you produce X number of books, market and package them X sort of ways, you're going to make a certain amount of money. And if they haven't done that, then they are led to believe by the people who kind of package and sell those systems that it is their fault, that there's something wrong with them. The system is fine. The writer themselves is the person that's wrong. And so there's a lot of forces out there that are designed to really keep us separate from one another and to really keep us from sharing our stories with one another. And so personally, one of the biggest changes I've made with my writing, especially this year as I've gotten back into it, is that I have made my writing a part of my self-care. It is part of my self-soothing practices. And what happens is that when I write, I just immerse myself in it. And doing so, you could actually say that I have a kind of ecstatic experience. As someone who meditates and who is a certified meditation teacher, um, when I talk about writing and my experience of writing, it is quite often a very mindful or very meditative experience 
when you are mindful, for example, if you're going to do a meditative or a mindful walk, then you focus on the walk itself. You focus on how your muscles feel as you make each step, the ground beneath your feet, the sounds you hear. Do you hear birds? Do you hear dogs barking? Do you hear traffic? You know, is there wind brushing against you? What do you smell? Using all of your senses and really immersing yourself in that experience. And so when it comes to writing, again, I like to really just immerse myself in the writing in a very mindful way. What am I seeing? What is happening? What emotions are being evoked by the characters? What emotions are the characters experiencing? How does this writing make me feel? How does this writing feel to me? Do I feel like I've got a good flow? Do I feel like I may need to go back and rework this passage? So on and so forth. And that really ties into the concept of numinous. Now, numinous is a term that was coined by a German theorist called Rudolf Otto. And numinous means arousing spiritual or religious emotion, mysterious or awe-inspiring. It also can mean supernatural or appealing to the aesthetic sensibility. And so when I connect writing or the act of writing to the concept of numinous, what I am getting at is that awe-inspiring, that appealing to the aesthetic sensibility. As writers, we want the words to flow. We want the words to feel right. We want to use the words to evoke a certain feeling in our reader. Writing, the actual process of writing is awe-inspiring. I mean, I've been doing this over 20 years, but I'm still amazed that I can sit down and pull from my head basically whole cloth, a story and a world and something that I can share with other people that they can read, understand and connect with. You know, obviously I edit, I do the, you know, I, I'm very versed in the craft of writing. I have studied my craft for a long time. So it's been a process to get to this point. But because of that, it really, to me, ties into my sense of spirituality and beyond that, my sense of self. I am a storyteller. I am an author. That is something that is encoded almost in my DNA. It is encoded in every fiber of my being. And so it really connects with my soul, with my spirit, with my heart. Again, choose your favorite term for those. So I think as writers, one of the most powerful ways that we can combat what I refer to as the widgetization of books, which is treating a book, treating this product of your heart, of your mind as something like a bag of potato chips or a jar of peanut butter, where they're all pretty much interchangeable. I mean, sure, we have our own fla favorite flavors of potato chips and potato chips are a great example. Because you walk through the chip aisle of any store, there is a ton of different varieties of chips. You know, there's a different health levels. What are they made of? What shapes are they? How are they cooked? What flavors are they? There's generic versions. There's name brand versions. So you might have your favorite version of potato chips. But if they're out of your favorite version of potato chips, there's a good chance that you could pull something else off the shelf. 
if, for example, you normally buy generic chips because of the price, they happen to be out and money isn't an issue, you'll purchase the name brand and vice versa. If they're out of the name brand, you'll most likely purchase the generic or, you know, if they're out of Cool Ranch Doritos, you might purchase regular Doritos or you might purchase the generic Cool Ranch Doritos. But you got a lot of options there. They're all pretty much interchangeable. So when you look at your books, you don't want your book, you don't want this product to be interchangeable. How do you make it not cookie cutter, not interchangeable, not a widget? Connecting to your spiritual sense, your heart, your soul, what you want to do as an author, making that work for you, writing the stories you want to tell, and bringing that into the work that you write. There are some people out there that talk about different genres. And as a fantasy author, you know, I'll just say high fantasy. High fantasy has certain elements. A lot of times it's very Western in point of view. It has, you know, the standard races that you would expect. And a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, you have dwarves, elves, humans, you have sword fighting, you have sorcerers or magic. There is, you know, urban fantasy. And again, most urban fantasy readers are expecting the city to be a character, a city setting, supernatural creatures, maybe some type of detective or mystery in the story. There are certain elements that are expected, much like when you go to the grocery store, you expect crunchy potato chips if you buy a bag of potato chips. If you bought a bag of potato chips and you got home and they were limp and moist and wet, you'd be like, what the heck? These are not potato chips. Um, or it's like going to a fast food restaurant and getting cold fries. It's just so jarring. You're like, ew. Um, so when you take those elements and instead of feeding them in like you're feeding code into an algorithm and spitting out a result that you can then say was written to market when you connect to the what is awe-inspiring what is mysterious what appeals to your sensibilities when you connect to the numinous sense of your writing then you are really taking it to the next level you are taking something and making it work for you and when you do that it becomes something more than a job it has been said by many people for a long time that if you want to, if you're writing books to make money, just to make money, go find something else to do because there are a lot easier ways to make a lot more money. And so when you go into it, and, and I feel like, especially within about the last five years, a lot of authors really have jumped into writing because they think it's easy and they're going to write to market and they're going to make a bunch of money. And once they find out that it's not that easy or it requires a large financial investment or, you know, name the many things that can happen, then they get disillusioned and they stop writing. I feel like that obviously every author needs to make the choices that work best for them. But also if these authors connect with their sense of the spiritual, with the sense of numinous when it comes to their writing, that perhaps they would have other reasons to write, other drives to write, and that would work well. 
in order to give them the impetus to stay in publishing as an author. I know there'll be some people who disagree with me about this and that's okay. I mean, there's no one way to write. There's no one way to run your publishing career. And I also think that there's going to be people who, because of some of the baggage on the word spirituality and some of the ways in which spirituality has been used by our society may also feel a little bit prickly around this idea. And again, I understand, you know, why you feel that way. I have been there myself. And so what I, I want to encourage you is to, first of all, keep an open mind. And second of all, think if anything I said resonated with you as far as the way that you write or the way that you think of your stories or the way that those stories come to you. With that being said, I think I'm going to close this podcast episode here. I know this has been just an extremely shallow dive into the topic, and it's something I'm going to work towards getting into more deeply and on a more meaningful level in podcasts going forward. So thank you so much for listening to this week's Holistic Author Pod, and I look forward to hearing from you, hearing your thoughts about this. And don't forget to like and subscribe and support. Thank you. You've been listening to the Holistic Author Show presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Muse Charmer Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.